0: Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The
1: Boston Red Sox are world champions. Pierce, final seconds. Pierce puts it up for the win. Knocks it down. Celtics win. He's in. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his. And welcome back to the Sports Circle, your one-stop shop for everything sports. I am one of your hosts, Zach D, and I'm here with Austin. How's your night tonight, Austin?
0: Good, man. Doing good. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Hoping, hoping we can get this one to work. <laughs> uh, yeah, third time's a charm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been having some technical difficulties trying to get some episodes up, but that's all right. We We keep trucking, you know. You know, um, taking it as it comes. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Welcome back for those that have listened to the one episode that we have up so far. We've tried to record two more since then, but have not been able to get it finished. Um. Anyways, what what do you want to start with tonight? Um. Well, I mean, it's been quite the quite the couple days in
0: the NFL. Um, yeah, I got that's true. Some of the biggest uh, signs and trades here, mm-hmm. and I want to get your opinion on a couple of these. See what you think. Sounds good. All right, so we start off. We got um, we got Jamal Williams to the Saints, Miles Sanders to the Panthers. Couple big running back signings.
1: Okay, I'll and then
0: that. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. We got Baker Mayfield to the Bucks. One year, 8.5 now.
1: <laughs> I mean, it. I don't hate it because it's better than everything that they have in that quarterback room right now. <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard not to get better than Kyle Trask, and I think – is Blaine Gabbert still there, I think? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Baker, like, kind of resurrected his career a little bit. Like, he dropped yep. off the face of the earth, went to the – LA and then kind of brought himself back a little bit so hopefully having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on either side of him will uh, make that career resurrect even more but like it's only a one year deal it's not like they trust him longer than that this is like a a tryout so to speak
0: would you rather have a 50 year old Tom Brady with peak Alex Guerrero at quarterback or Baker Mayfield.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I I hate that I'm going to say Tom Brady, but I'm probably
0: going <laughs> to say 50 year old Tom Brady. He brings all the goons with him. You know, oh, you get God. like the whole Elder Patriots squad.
1: <laughs> so you got 50 year old Brady, you got like. What, that would be, at that point, that would be, like, 40-year-old Gronk. um, Yep.
0: Yep, coming straight off the boat with, like, all
1: his his new
0: sponsors.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, 40-year-old Gronk, like, 40-year-old Edelman. uh, Would he bring 90-year-old Belichick with him? Ooh. Well, Belichick won't be 90 at that time, but he'll be... be, (laughs) I mean, that's like, what, four like or five years down the road? The
0: yeah. Road? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So continuing with quarterbacks, we have former Patriot Jimmy G to the Raiders, three years, $67.5 million. Was this a good move for Vegas?
1: Uh, yes and no. Uh, okay. Yes. Because it reunites Garoppolo with McDaniels, who was his former coordinator. Yep. But no, because that's not the best move they could have made, especially the money they gave him. They like, did pay him. Like, yeah. I, I get that he, like, he, uh, I think he was like 37 and 18 in the last, like, 50 some odd games with the 49ers, and he won three out of six three or four out of six playoff appearances. Like, I get that he's done what he can do for the 49ers, but I don't think he's the answer for the Raiders to get, like, deep in the playoffs. I'm pretty biased
0: because I just love Jimmy G. (laughs) So I
1: think it's a great move.
0: Um, But I I see your point. There was a lot of options out there, and it kind of came out of left field. Yeah, I don't it think really did. Of, I don't think anyone was expecting Jimmy G to end up in Las Vegas. Um,
1: I, mean, I like it,
0: man. They're yeah. hosting the Super Bowl. Oh like, yeah, that's right. See Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels yeah. hometown Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm all for it. I might get myself a Raiders jersey yeah. at this point.
1: <laughs> Jimmy G Raiders jersey. I mean, uh, it's not. It's, it wouldn't be a totally bad investment because there's they don't. They don't have the money to not have him play there, if that makes sense. Like, right, right. The, the reason they aren't, fi- one of the main reasons they aren't firing McDaniels is because they can't pay him to not be there and hire someone else. Right. So, that'll be the case with Jimmy G if he doesn't pan out. Um, and then, uh, let's see. What else do we have
0: today? Uh we got running back David Montgomery to the Lions, 3 years,
1: 18 million. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Good move. Great move for the Lions and everyone that's not in the NFC North. Um besides my Vikings. Uh <laughs> I I as as for being a Vikings fan, I hate that move, but I think it's a great move. Because it fills the hole that you know, <clears throat> Williams is leaving, yeah, um, and he's just he, yeah, he work he'll work well with Goff and behind that O line that's getting better, but yeah. I just I think that that was a really good move and for cheap, if I remember correctly,
0: yeah, three years, eighteen mil.
1: Yeah, that's not bad um, at all.
0: Not bad at all. And then a uh, couple, I guess less notable, we got a uh, couple defensive backs. Jimmy Ward to the Texans, two years, 13 mil. Uh, we got Brian Murphy to the Vikings.
1: Yep, I like that one. I like that we one got, a lot. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Um, decent deal, too. I know you're a big Vikings guy, so I'm sure you're <laughs> happy there.
1: Yeah, I'm not mad about two years. It's $22 million for a young guy like that. Not Not mad at all.
0: Now, we don't have it on our list, but uh, what do you think about Juju to the Patriots?
1: Juju to the Patriots? I mean, really solid Jacoby Myers uh, replacement. Really solid. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't do as many TikTok dances as he used to, so that's, that. You know, Bill doesn't have to worry about that, but... Um, Can
0: you imagine, like, him TikToking in the locker room with Belichick just sitting
1: <laughs> there? Like, he, he's doing, a, a, like, the gritty in a TikTok, and Belichick's just standing in the back with his arms crossed. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, in his cut-off sweatshirt. He would not be feeling the TikTok. I no, feel like no. Belichick
0: doesn't even have a Facebook... Uh,
1: I bet you Belichick is still uses a rotary phone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's like the, little, the big flip phone in his pocket. Yeah,
1: yeah, he has the Motorola Razor in his pocket that he just pulls out. <laughs> it's hot pink. <laughs> now, I did see too. I don't know if this
0: is true, but I saw a rumor that the Patriots are still pursuing DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yes, even I saw after that.
0: getting Juju.
1: I would if I were them too. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, go big or go home at this point.
0: Just for Mac Jones to to blow it all for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's Zappy time again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Might be. Um, uh, yeah, and then we got to talk
0: about well, we got to talk about the biggest the biggest signing over in New York.
1: Oh yeah, what
0: is going on in New York? <laughs>
1: Well, first of all, Alan Lazard on four years, 44, right? Yep, four years, years, 44. 44. And, of course, right behind him is his uh, old buddy Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded there soon, as he confirmed on the Pat McAfee show, as I'm sure you saw. Basically, it
0: seems like it's pretty pretty set in stone. It's just contractual at this
1: point. Contractual, yeah, and, and compensation- compensational too but let, what do you think of this trade I, I have a mock trade okay so we got rogers by himself to the jets for the jets 2023 20, second which is number 43 they're 2023 20, okay. fourth which is 112 a 2024 20, second and wide receiver elijah moore so what that does it doesn't mm. give up a first-round pick for him, but the Packers already have 15, and the Jets have 13, so they wouldn't be moving up really much at all. They would still mm. get what they want, in my opinion, at 15, and instead of just moving up two spots at 13, they, they're not going to miss out on anything. Um, and then Elijah Moore has wanted out, and there's been trade rumors forever with Elijah Moore, so that would give... So since Lazard left, that would give Jordan Love someone young to Mm. grow with. That's not a bad trade. I mean,
0: what's they're asking?
1: What two first-round picks, right? I think that might be it, but but I don't think the Jets want to give that up, and I think that's what the thing is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably. Yeah, I think that's what's holding it.
0: Green Green Bay just doesn't doesn't really have the leverage. I mean, it's going to get to a point like we you know Rogers is out. If he yeah. doesn't sign this, he's probably just going to retire. Yep. So it's like, I think they're going to take not whatever New York offers because I'm sure they've already offered yeah. something. But, but I think that would be a good a good a good package.
1: Yeah. I I see it as working out for both sides and it's it's just rogers by himself too it's not like it's not like the packers would be giving up anything else because i don't think that the jets need anything else from them right like they just like they got lazard they're getting rogers because from his quote and i quote since friday my intention is to play and to play for the Jets." Mm-hmm. so to yes, me he's sold yeah he's sold on the jets i'm pretty sure the owner already went and met with him they did yeah, yeah they had
0: a long conversation yeah
1: so like that's like set in stone right there so if for some reason the packers front office can't get something figured out this will be the last we see of Aaron Rodgers in the nfl mm-hmm. and i think 100%. he's fine i think he's fine with it either way i really yeah, think, I think he so is. too he seems pretty at peace with the whole thing. Yeah, he really does. Like for him to go on the the little like like just not it wasn't a rant exactly cuz like he wasn't like um he wasn't like getting angry, he wasn't anything like that, but he just kind of talked what he felt and he seemed he didn't he wasn't getting mad, he wasn't raising his voice about it, he wasn't trashing anyone. He said like I love Green Bay like he even like shouted out some guy that owns a store in Green Bay or something like that. He even shed a couple tears, I think. Yeah, I,
0: honestly, yeah. I wouldn't
1: doubt it. I wasn't yeah. watching, I was just listening I, to I it. I believe
0: but... he started crying during the Green Bay thing.
1: Uh, okay, exactly. So, so there you go. A yeah. guy that doesn't talk to his family showing emotion about a city. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this, speaking of that, I saw this meme and it was like, Of course, Aaron Rodgers would choose to play for the team that's farthest away from his family. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they're all in Southern California, and he's going to New York. And of course, of course, that guy that apparently hasn't talked to his family in five years.
0: Was there any reason of why he wanted to go to the Jets? I only saw about seventy-five percent of the interview. Like, I haven't heard exactly like what is. What is so great about New York?
1: I don't recall him saying anything about why or seeing anything, but if I were to assume, I mean, Young Weapons, uh, now they've got Lazard, like, they're not a bad team.
0: No, no, not a bad
1: team at all. And just, I It mean, just
0: seems random.
1: Yeah, I understand that. I totally get that, because, like, I mean... He could have, he, he really had technically his pick in a sense. right?
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Like he it was said. kind of like
0: the Brady thing.
1: Yeah. He said in the interview, like he, he said, like the Packers want to move on with Jordan and that's fine. They know where I stand. I know where they stand. Like this is what's going to happen. And so like he, he said without saying it, he said like, I get my pick of the litter and they're going to do what they can to get me out of here because they don't want me here anymore technically
0: right well i mean yeah it's it, it's mutually beneficial for yeah. everybody
1: yeah it gives jordan love a chance to to show if he's worth it and it gives aaron Rodgers a new breath of fresh air i guess
0: now is is aaron Rodgers a a, a new york guy like is he a big market guy or do you think at this point in his career Like he's not about the big city life. He's about the Green Bay life. Mm,
1: I'd say both, because like I mean, he went on that like darkness retreat for five days. It was like in a in a hut that you see in Lord of the Rings kind of thing. (laughs) So like I can see him being like a Green Bay like kind of like you know like you can be set back from your neighbors but still be a part of the city kind of thing. Right. But also I could also see him as the. I'm going to walk down New York and people aren't going to say anything to me because they don't really care that much.
0: Yeah. I I just don't see him being that like that New York star that comes with being a high profile athlete in one of these markets.
1: No, I get that. You
0: know, it's like it's a totally different. It's a totally different thing. You know, I mean, maybe because he's like been around for so long and so respected. Yeah. They may not ask him to do the same kind of PR and
1: stuff like that. All
0: that kind of yeah. stuff that they would with like whatever. You sign some up and coming quarterback, <clears throat> but yeah. it just seems like where he's at just from listening to that one interview, it yeah. just doesn't seem like he's into that that city life, that big city that stardom.
1: Yeah, okay. maybe he is. I don't yeah. know. It, you know, that's what, that's why I was kind of thinking with both. Like, I could easily see him going the other way, but like, I also don't know for sure which way he would uh, prefer. Yeah. Um, I mean, because like he's dated the big city celebrities, like he's dated the Danica Patricks and all the other women he's dated, but now he's also like Darkness Retreat and uh. Mushrooms and Ayahu- ayahuasca and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, I could definitely like, you know, if this for some reason doesn't work out and he retires, I bet you we'll find Aaron Rodgers in five years, like in in New Zealand. In a temple, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a temple, like yeah.
0: tripping balls in the forest <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere, <laughs> just like,
1: just like in New Zealand, like in in the woods of New Zealand or something like that, just on Ay- ayahuasca, <laughs> whatever whatever it is that he does, and but just like enjoying himself at the same time like not like You're right yeah not like out of his mind but just enjoying himself countries away from his family <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah hundreds of thousands of miles away yes just how he wants it uh oh. but yeah so yeah and like and the thing with his uh him going to the Jets too is like Joe Namath has already said like I'd probably give him my blessing to unretire 12 and stuff like that. Yeah, which,
0: that, that is cool.
1: That's pretty cool and pretty huge, but like I don't think he needs to do that either.
0: This just came through just now. Um running back James Robinson agrees to 2-year 8 million dollar deal with the Patriots. Okay. Is that a pickup? Or I'm not super familiar with James Robbins. How
1: much was it for again?
0: Uh, eight mil, eight two years, two years, eight mil. That's that's good. Yeah,
1: I like that. Okay. I mean, to pair him with uh, Damian Harrison or Mondre Stevenson, I mean, I don't think you need a three running back set exactly. But
0: is he a is he a stud? He like a, he was, he was
1: at one point for like Jaguars for a hot second. But like he's still a oh, solid, right right, right yeah right, right. yeah yep. he, but he's still a solid back at the same time like he's not like falling off exactly it's just his role diminished once they got Travis. Oh, he's only he
0: played three seasons, huh? Yeah, three seasons for the Jags and Jets. Yeah, that's right. He was on the Jets. Yep. Mm. Yeah, twenty-two
1: hundred yards. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he can produce, and he he's got good footwork if i remember correctly and and yeah he just Solid. three running back set though i won't... Hmm. right feel that like it's
0: an interesting move i mean i guess if you can get him for a discount you just get him but
1: yeah but at the same time i think he's the type of player who i think with the jaguars it was all right you've got this hot shot rookie in travis etienne like what are you gonna do with me
0: Mm-hmm. And like uh,
1: he wasn't getting what he wanted, and now he's in a place who knows what he'll get what is t o t supposed to stand for total i think
0: this under the team category
1: mm-hmm.
0: did he maybe half year did he get traded to the jets mid-season? oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so total yeah, so total gotcha. means like
1: between the two yeah between teams, the two. gotcha. Uh,
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, we got anything else on NFL or we set to move uh, on? La- a little bit? Last player I want to ask
0: you about. Only uh-huh. because former Patriot, Stefan Gilmore, yeah. goes to the Cowboys for a fifth round, round pick. pick. I know yeah. he's not the defensive player of the year that he was, but, no, I mean, but I mean, it seems like a bargain for for the already stud Dallas Cowboys.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, they've got, uh, they've got Trevon, Trevon Diggs. They've got, uh, Micah Parsons on that defense. Like, yep. Marcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence. Like, they're a top defense. I mean, Stephen Gilmore can still produce. Like, yeah, he's been in the league like ten years, and he's, um, he's thirty-two years old. But like last year, he had sixty-six combined tackles uh two interceptions and played 16 mm. games like he had like he produced and he's a former defensive player of the year he's a five-time pro bowler like he can still he's still got enough left in he's the tank he still got some gas
0: in the tank yeah, yeah. i think so. especially for a, fir- a fifth round pick i mean even if he yeah. doesn't <laughs> yeah it's kind of like who cares
1: yeah. yeah exactly like that that right there the trademark it, is so broken.
0: It is. It's the NFL is very strange to me. It's
1: it is like the number one pick got that like load of stuff that the Bears got, like DJ Moore and all those picks, but then you see Stefan Gilmore goes for a fifth round, Darren Waller goes for a third round, but then and then Jalen Ramsey goes for what was it? It was like a a third or a fourth and a tight end I've never <laughs> heard of. Yeah, right. Like (laughs) a a literal, like, like let me look at Jalen Ramsey real quick. See how many Pro Bowls he's been selected. Absolute stud. Like literally, he's he's arguably a top three defensive back, six time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro, and that's just in eight years. He's a six time Pro Bowler and three time All Pro. Like, and he was second in defensive rookie of the year when he came home with Jacksonville. Like, he's good and he's only 29 which i know for db's might yeah. be a little old but like he's only 29
0: yeah he's still got he still got a couple seasons
1: yeah and now he's on the dolphins with Xavier howard and i just i feel like he's gonna flourish there too like he has everywhere else he's been
0: yeah he seems like he seems like he fits in well
1: yeah i agree with that Um. All right. Let's see. We can probably wrap up the
0: NFL here. Yeah. Do you have anything else with the with any trades or anything around the league?
1: Um. No. Just. uh, I hope that Adam Phelan doesn't go to the Packers. That's all.
0: Ooh, that would be a hit. huh That's probably your guy.
1: Yeah, that is my guy. <laughs> that is my guy. I've I love Adam Thielen and the only two teams I don't want him to go to are the Packers or the Chiefs. I don't want him Why to go to those uh, two because I I I don't <laughs> hate the I, Chiefs. I don't hate the Chiefs. I don't like perennial winners exactly. I know it's weird to think about like I I can respect the team and I can like the team, but like I like there to be uh Change. I don't like the same mm. team to keep winning and winning and winning. I like there to be change. So, and also the Chiefs <laughs> are just like the Chiefs are too much. Um, and then with the yeah. Packers, I just you know I I can't stand anything the Packers do. So,
0: yeah, I've never really liked the Packers myself. I don't
1: think anyone actually does. I think that they're just like paid to be fans of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the last thing I have, uh, on the NFL. And unless you have anything else, what do you want to move on to?
0: Um, we can go, do you want to go quick into the NBA and then finish strong with, uh, some March Madness?
1: Yeah, I think that works. I mean, I've only got one quick thing on the NBA. If, do you have anything else other than what I got?
0: Uh, no, no, we can just talk about the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The awards there.
1: Yeah, so the NBA and NBA Players Association, for those that don't know, have been considering a game a games played minimum for uh players to be considered for awards like uh the MVP, Defense Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. Um and this kind of stems from that whole load management thing. Mm. Um cuz like it's like, oh well, Kawhi's got a cramp. He's going to sit for the next three games so that he can be ready for the playoffs and stuff like that. But so if they were to come to an agreement on this, it would put an end to that whole argument. But the thing that interests me is there's already a rule for statistical awards, like the scoring title and the rebound title. Right. So that's yep. at 50, 58 games played. Mm-hmm. You have to play 58 games to be considered for those awards So it's interesting that someone could play 58 games and win the scoring title, but, like, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to go at this a certain way, but I forgot what I was trying to do. (laughs) Oh, my bad.
0: (laughs) I'm all for it, personally. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not going to put too high of a number, I mean, I guess 58 is probably as high as you can go with something like this. I you know. would
1: I would say I would say rookie of the year 58 is good but if you're doing MVP I would say at least 62 or 3.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to make sure people have time to rest and with yeah. small nagging injuries, you know, you don't want any superstar cuz that's where you run into the issue is that you you put this in and then you get um, you get a young guy that wants to push the limits and win this award, you know, a, a John Morant or whoever, who has some kind of nagging injury, but they they're not they want to hit that quota, so they're gonna play through that, and then you end up you know, with a season-ending injury. Exactly. I guess that would be the only argument against it.
1: Yeah, but, like, even even with that, like, I think that a games play thing would be good for any award, but, like, if you're a rookie, say you're, like, say Wenbanyama comes in, plays Summer League, gets hurt, and then comes in with, like, 15 games left in the season but kills it like there should be a cap for that because if he goes off like there's technically no like there's no limit to the games that he has to play to be considered for rookie of the year so like scoot henderson could come in and like do really well but then go down for a little bit and then Wemby comes in and just kills like the last like 20 30 games and he gets it even though scoot played like 60 games
0: Well, that was like the Ben Simmons situation years ago. Yeah. I mean, similar, not exactly, but similar. Where, you know, um, no, I guess you're right. I mean, especially for a rookie, especially for an MVP. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I get that, like, a lot of the times these people that are doing the load management aren't winning, anyways.
1: Yeah, they either aren't winning or they're, like... There are... Uh, what was I trying to, Wow, I can't... My train of thought is out Because you're, right like, now. even if
0: Kawhi has an amazing season playing half of the games... Yeah. Like, I don't think he's a serious MVP candidate for no. that
1: reason. Yeah. Like, he could. he could... Like be top in every category, but he would have played half the game, so half the sample size it just doesn't shouldn't add up to an award in his hands at the end of the season
0: right no i think I think they're on to something I'm curious to to know how um chris Paul and uh c j and the um players association there feel about this. It seems like everyone's on the same page for the most part.
1: I think what they have to come down to right now is the number of games. I think everything else is like laid out and agreed to. I think it's the number of games. Exactly. I don't, I think like most of the logistics are agreed to from what I read. Yeah. They just have to like agree on a number, which. We know sometimes the players' associations and leagues, that takes a while for numbers to be agreed on. In which this, they don't have a ton of time on this. They
0: have about two weeks to get this done, I believe.
1: Yeah, I, but I feel like at this point you can't put it on for this season.
0: No, yeah, for sure. Oh, well, yeah, so does that mean they have two weeks to get it done for this season, or is that just no, in, th- in general?
1: I think that's in general. Yeah. Um, cause if they don't, then they have to wait until next season to revisit it, I believe. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm for it because I think that it would just make sense. Like, cause say that Jokic wasn't the runaway MVP, in my opinion, say that like, even though LeBron's been hurt lately, like say him and LeBron were neck and neck or him, Giannis and LeBron were neck and neck. And then LeBron comes in the last two or three games of the season, puts up like 40 games a piece, 40, 40 a game. Right, yeah. And then just kind of pushes past him, like overall. That's not fair because Jokic has been playing all the games, but LeBron just kind of got over that little hump.
0: Yeah, and then you also just totally eliminate that argument that we get every year where it's like, lebron deserves it but he only played half as many games Mm -hmm. he didn't did he even play enough games to be mvp i mean you hear it every year
1: literally every year since he left cleveland the first time (laughs) right like
0: it's like let's just put a number on it and you know you either play enough to be mvp yeah or you don't you know and guys like Kawhi, like they're not going to change what they're doing no. to win MVP. You know what I mean? Like no. These guys that have injury issues, they're not going to do anything different, I don't think.
1: No, Kawhi is, especially with a guy like Kawhi, Kawhi is the type of guy that's like, he knows how good he is. He doesn't need an award to tell him how good he is. Right. Whereas I feel like, don't get me wrong, I'm starting to, Come around to LeBron a little bit, but just with the way his ego is, I feel like he, even if it's in the back of his mind, needs an award to show himself how good he is. Yeah. Or, or well, to, to gloat, I, in a sense. I think
0: if there was a cap on games, LeBron would play those games for sure. Uh, yeah. Like he would make sure he was eligible.
1: Even if he's on a losing team, I think that he would. Just to right, just for the sake of it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so let's go right from the pros to the madness. Yes, sir. What do you have for us? We are a <laughs> day away from. Well, by the time this comes out, we will be knee deep in March Madness.
1: Yes, sir. We will. All right. What are
0: you looking for this week, Zach? What okay. what's some give us some sleepers? Give us some stats. What all are we right. looking
1: at? So my top three possible Cinderella bracket busters, and I will go into two of them in depth in just a minute, but we have Colgate, who plays 15 seed, who plays number two, Texas tomorrow. Charleston, who plays San Diego 12 seed, who plays five seed San Diego State tomorrow, I believe. And then also tomorrow, 12 seed Oral Roberts plays number five, Duke. Those mm. are my top three bracket busters right now. Okay. And I, I will go in t- more depth on two of them. First up, okay. Colgate. They're a 15 seed. They're 36th in the country in points per game. They're 40th in Kempom adjusted offense, which means like points scored per 100 possessions against an average defense, average D1 mm. defense. Five players average double figures. They're second in field goal percentage, first in three-point, but where games can be won or lost at the free-throw line, they are 327th in free-throw percentage. Yeah. Not not good at all in free-throw percentage. So the the charity stripe is not uh, charity for them. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Then the other C... Uh, bracket buster, Charleston. They're a 12 seed playing 5th seed, San Diego State. They are 73rd in adjusted offense. 29th in tempo, which means they play pretty fast per 40 minutes. 5 players average double figures. They're 15th. Mm, I like that. I love the 5 players average double figures. That means they move the ball. They move well without the ball. They They just pass it around. I love it. They're fifteenth in points per game in the country, and they're top five in offensive and defensive rebounding. Mm, okay. Which is another place where a game can be won or lost is on is on the glass. Um, Dude, I
0: like. I think you got me sold on Charleston here.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're I have them going to the Sweet Sixteen in one of my brackets, so I, I'm fairly sold on them. But uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to give a couple more facts. Okay. Hit me. So 11 seeds have won over 54% of their round one games against uh, six seeds since 2010. Three eight seeds have made the final game in the last 11 seasons. That includes UNC last year, who didn't even make the tournament this year. Uh, Kentucky in 2014, which I want to say was like the... The Michael Kidd Gilchrist year, I want to say that's right. what it was, uh, and then Butler in t- 2011, the Brad Stevens Gordon Hayward year. Yep. Uh so there's that. Then all four, all four one seeds have made the final four only once since 2008. Once all four that's crazy, yeah. That's like, could you imagine like? if all four one seeds in the NBA only made the conference finals once since 2008, like,
0: right. That that, would be preposterous. Yeah. Like,
1: (laughs) like, Oh yeah. The like say like last year, the bucks were the first team to make it since 2008. That just with the teams that we've had in the NBA since 2008, like that just would be insane to me. Like the Kobe, the Kobe and Powell Lakers not making it like stuff like that is what that essentially is just college-wise. All right. And then my last two things really quick before we we get into another part of it. 100% of the champions have been in top 12 of the Week 6 AP poll, and based on Kempom, since 2002, each champion has been top 23 in their adjusted defensive efficiency and top 39 in their adjusted offensive efficiency. Uh, I mm. can lay out the teams for you if you want. That are a part give of give me that. the teams. Yeah, give me the teams. We got UCLA. Okay. Bama. Yep. Houston. Okay. Kansas. Yep. Texas. Our team. Creighton. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. And UConn. In UConn. Te- those are the the one, two, three, four, five, seven teams that, according to Kempom. Will one of them will be the, the victor at the end. So it
0: sounds like ESPN was off off collar giving shit about my bracket that has Yukon <laughs> and Texas and kinda, yeah. Kinda. I think we might be on to something. Yeah. We I might mean, be the sharps now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean one one thing, neither of them are a one seed, so it's not like It's not like two one-seeds are making the Final Four. There are two and a four. And then what are the other two that you have in that bracket?
0: Uh, It is... What are the other two I have? I have Bama, Texas, Marquette, and Yukon.
1: Yeah, see, you only have one one one-seed in there, and that's not a bad thing at all. Right. I got a one, two twos, and a four. And I believe Marquette is just outside of that statistic, too. So I don't think that's bad Final Four by any means. Um, Who who was in that? uh, I'm really putting your knowledge on the spot.
0: (laughs) Who was in that group from that uh, Marquette division? So you got Purdue, Marquette, Tennessee, Duke. Uh, Those are the only top teams, really.
1: Kansas State. Kansas um, State. Let's see who else down there. Uh yeah, Marquette. I mean you got Vermont, but like <laughs> is, is there anyone that falls
0: into uh that list, the Ken Palm rankings there from that division? There just isn't any.
1: Uh no, sir. There. Okay. Yeah. UCLA and Kansas are in the same region along with Yukon. All three of those teams are in the same region. Bama's in the same region as Creighton, and then Houston and Texas are in the same region.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah. So there's no one from the Purdue, Marquette, Tennessee, Kansas State region in in that statistic. Interesting. I'm not saying that it's going to be right, but since 2002, each champion has it been, hasn't been wrong. Yeah, it, literally <laughs> in, in the past 21 years, that has not been wrong. Um, okay. yeah. So, so there's that. There's that. Um, I mean, I've, I have gone back and forth with so many of the first round matchups because there's a really good chance for multiple upsets in the first yeah. round. Like so many five 12s, four 13, six 11s. Like, let me just look at the bracket real quick. So like I said, Charleston upsetting, that's a 12. That would be a 12 upsetting San Diego state. Uh, I could even see NC State upsetting Creighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see. Where are we at? Uh, there's been a lot of talk of UNC Asheville uh, upsetting UCLA. Um, I mean, UNC Asheville does have a former Tennessee transfer on their team. Oh uh, really? Yeah, his name's Drew Pember. He's six foot ten, 190 pounds. Uh, oh jeez! Two, two-time All Big South. Uh, he averaged 21 points, almost 10 rebounds, two assists. Shot 46 percent, 37 from three, 84 from the charity stripe, 52 almost a 53 percent efficient field goal percentage. Like okay. He, yeah, if he's if he's on, like he's he's tall, he's quick, he can shoot. Um if he's on i know ucla i think is missing one or two of their better players so if he's on then he's going to he's going to be a problem i mean he okay. literally he didn't play a lot at tennessee but the fact that he was like a scholarship at tennessee means that he knows he knows the game he's good enough to be where he is so um, I
0: got a I got a fifty dollar bonus bet on FanDuel here, and yes. it is going straight on Charleston plus five point five.
1: Okay, I mean I don't think that's a bad bet at all. Like I said, I have them going to the Sweet Sixteen in one of my brackets. They're they're fifteenth in points per game. Uh, Their offense and defensive rebound. I mean San Diego State is a good uh, defensive team, but. Charleston is not
0: 20- good enough.
1: Charleston is twenty ninth in tempo in the whole country.
0: So, mm. again, if
1: San Diego State can't slow them down, and five guys average double figures, if t- if San Diego State can't slow them down, it's gonna be a long night for San Diego State.
0: The spread has already uh, since placing that bet at the beginning of this segment. Yeah, I am such big money with my fifty dollar bonus bet. The spread has actually moved. To, to what? Four point five. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So a lot of people are are on the side, I guess.
1: I mean, I'm I'm thinking about putting my money on Charleston money line tomorrow. So, oh, that <laughs> <ballsy. laughs> I'm not gonna put that much on it. I was only gonna put like ten bucks on Charleston money line, but I think if I remember okay. correctly, oh, at so plus one seventy. It's at plus oh it's only plus one seventy, yeah okay, maybe I'll put my ten dollars on Colgate money line. They're plus eleven hundred.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that would be sweet. That would be sweet.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Turn ten bucks into like
0: what? That'd be like
1: one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. one hundred ten bucks. I was thinking about doing. I know this would be crazy, but let me pull up the photo of it. I'm not actually gonna do it, but if I were to put. Ten bucks down on UNC Asheville, Colgate, and Houston money line. Uh, ten dollars would get me almost a thousand bucks. Really?
0: as <laughs> a parlay? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But like, I'm not super confident in UNC Asheville or Colgate. Totally. so... Like... that's that's ten bucks to make a thousand. I know. I like... know. Um, definitely, definitely going to cross my mind a lot tomorrow before noon.
0: Uh... <laughs> Definitely going to be a great day for, for betting. I know you're not a huge betting guy, but I'd be interested to get your opinion on this. They were talking about this on some Barstool show. Okay. And they were saying, what is better for betting? Is it the first weekend of March Madness where there's just games all the time? Or is it those final four? Um, elite eight games where it's like the best of the best college basketball
1: i would say from a betting standpoint like you said i'm not the biggest betting guy but from a betting standpoint i personally would think that the opening weekend is is better because there's more there's more there's more unknowns whereas you get down to the final four the elite eight like yeah, it technically is unknown because of teams, it's better competition facing each other, but like the odds aren't going to you're going to have to place a lot of money to win a lot of money in my opinion cuz like the it's going to be the, like that plus 170 kind of right. thing. It's not going to be your Col- Colgate at plus 1100 money right, lines right. and stuff like that and the the spreads aren't going to be plus 23 um yeah it's gonna be a lot tighter yeah it's gonna be a lot tighter like if you got the money sure that that could be your better weekend like if you're gonna place thousand dollar bet to win two thousand like sure like that might be your better weekend but like i think that the opening weekend is because there's there's so much more parody and so much more thrilling wins in a sense like if you bet a money line upset, upset money line, and you hit. Like, I'm sorry, but like, if I were to bet that three leg, and there are two upsets in it, and I win a thousand dollars, I'm gonna be a lot happier than if I bet a thousand and I win eleven 1, hundred. Right. You know, like that.
0: But at the same time, it's a lot harder to to win on these. You know, it, it's, I'm always more reluctant to take a 14, 20 point spread on a two versus a 15 seed opposed to a money line on a one and a two seed where, yeah, it can go either way, but like okay, the favorites, the low seeds are always going to be favored to win in okay. the first round. Yeah. You know? So it's like there may be a lot of bets, but but I you know I'm not a huge college basketball guy, so I don't know if it's really that crazy to say Kansas won't win by 25 points.
1: You know, pretty I mean, pretty doable, right? I, I mean, the thing is, like I mentioned to you before we started recording, like the there are two playing games tonight. The first one was Fairleigh Dickinson versus Texas Southern. Those are two six sixteen seeds. Playing, playing in to go against uh, Purdue, and that was a 23-point game, and now we've got...
0: Well, uh, right, right now, there's a 23-point game. Yeah, as we it, speak. it's literally
1: an almost 30-point game, and it's 2-11 seeds. It's Arizona State and Nevada, which this was pegged to be like a, a fairly close game, and Nevada's getting their ass kicked, which I'm loving seeing, because now I'm thinking about picking Arizona State against... Uh, what Arizona State play? I forgot. Hold on. Arizona State... Mm. Who would play. Sure. Uh, they play?
0: I can't figure out how to get back to my bracket. <laughs> on I'm stuck uh, in this analyzer.
1: I don't know why I can't remember. six. Uh, would it be? It's not Pitt on their game. They play Iowa State. So this one is four. I don't know. I'm going to get back to it in just a second. But yeah, like. Arizona State, like they beat Arizona earlier this year. Like they they can definitely if they're playing like this right now, they can definitely beat TCU. Like I get that TCU yeah. beat both Texas, Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State, West Virginia, Iowa, and Providence all this year, and all those teams are in the in the tournament, but they also lost to Iowa State twice, lost to Texas twice, and mm. right now uh while they don't know who's going to win this game, I mean, right now it looks like Arizona State's going to win it. But, yeah, the, the decision tree on ESPN's game predictor has TCU with a 68% chance to win. But mm. say Arizona State wins this game by 20-plus, I doubt that it's going to be that much uh, right. come tomorrow morning. Because, like I said, they they Arizona State beat Arizona on a last-second buzzer-beater, so they can keep games mm. close.
0: Yeah. They can obviously hold their own against, uh, you know, quote unquote better teams. And yeah. being the underdog doesn't bother them. You know, they know no. they're the underdog.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're, I mean, Arizona State hasn't had like a lot of NBA talent, but that doesn't mean that they aren't good or aren't ever up to the challenge. Like, off the top of my head, the last really good NBA player to go there was James Harden. Yeah. Was yeah. no beard James Harden.
0: Right. <laughs> right.
1: But like after seeing this first half where they're literally up by 27 uh at the end of the first half and seeing the way they played Arizona I'm now kind of thinking this might be a team that I pick to go a little bit. Yeah.
0: For sure, I don't know. I Most mean, playing games are so tough because it's like you don't know who you're picking for one. No, you know,
1: yeah. Uh, like if they play TCU, say they they win this game and they play TCU, then their next game would be probably against Gonzaga, and Gonzaga isn't as good as they usually are. This is probably one of the lesser Gonzaga teams we've seen in recent years. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Kent State who's playing Indiana. Kent State's a 13 seed, and they only lost to Gonzaga by like 8 earlier this year.
0: Mm. So
1: if Arizona State's doing this right now and beat Arizona, I, I don't see why they couldn't get to the Sweet 16.
0: Okay. Hot takes only.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know how we do it. Hot takes only. All right. uh, whether they turn into freezing cold takes it's to be <laughs> we determined live and we but,
0: die by the hot take yeah
1: literally um all right but yeah i mean yeah i really feel like that's that's all i got to say right now um okay is there anything else you want to like touch on ask like how are you feeling right now you feel we're...
0: i'm feeling pretty good i mean i got you gave me my first uh march madness bet we got we've locked in Houston to the Final Four. I mean, uh, not sorry, not Houston, Texas to the championship. Yep, and we locked in um, what's their name? Charleston first round. Yeah. And do we I mean, have uh? Do we have anything else? Any other locks before we go? First uh, round
1: locks. First round locks. I mean, other than your one versus sixteens, I. Hmm. Let me look at the bracket real quick, just to just to. Uh... You were
0: yeah. saying maybe an Oral Roberts over Duke?
1: Oh yeah, I I think that could ease. Oral Roberts has Max Ace Miss, and he led the country in scoring a couple years ago. He's still scoring like twenty five points a game. Um, he's really good. I mean, they upset as a fifteen seed. They upset my Ohio State, my favorite team, Ohio State, a few years back. And
0: whoa, is Ohio State not in this? No, they're not they, they in su- everything. they, they suck oh, this year,
1: no. okay, yeah, no, they suck this year. They almost won the they almost got to the big Ten championship, but other than that, they sucked. um, I'm just gonna plainly say it um I'm wondering
0: but, how many one seeds money lines I have to put together to make it like a playable
1: parlay uh. I don't even think putting all 4-1 seeds will make it a playable parlay.
0: If I went Duke, Moneyline, Kansas, Virginia, Alabama, Houston, you get even odds, so you'd win what you bet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's the thing about the first round, but um, going back to Oral Roberts, they also have an Arkansas transfer this year who's 7'5", can spread the floor, and can shoot threes. I know that Duke has size, and I know I said that Duke is in one of my finals. But I, like I said, I also have Oral Roberts going to an elite eight in one of my brackets, so I'm I'm high on them. But I also have a hard time betting
0: against my Duke guys. Yeah,
1: see, like I kind (laughs) of like this year because Ohio State's not in it, so my heart's not really anywhere. Right. You know, like my heart's some Mm. places. Like hell, if Vermont wins their first round game against Marquette, I'm going to be ecstatic. But yeah, <laughs> but like, other than that, I mean, my heart's not really anywhere besides maybe Colgate and Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> right. because like I'm, uh, I'm Ooh. so dead set on them possibly being upsets so that I'm just like, I'm there. All right,
0: here we go. I'm gonna take a two-team parlay at plus one sixteen. Yeah. Um. We got our two teams here. Oral Roberts plus 5.5. 5, and then just Texas to win gets me plus 116 odds. Okay. Up from minus 100.
1: <laughs> okay. Just taking
0: Oral Roberts. Yeah.
1: Okay. So
0: I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to in Oral Roberts. Well, it could Texas? You know, Thirteen and a half is a lot for Texas against this Colgate team, huh?
1: I mean, I will say that I'm pretty sure that Texas beat Kansas by more than that. So So lock it in? I wouldn't say to not lock it in. It's just like I said with Colgate, like they're really good at scoring. They can shoot threes. But uh um, I think we should lock it in.
0: Oral uh, Roberts, Texas by thirteen and a half.
1: All right. I mean, but you know yeah. what I say?
0: I say, "Fuck Colgate." I think Colgate's a toothpaste. I <laughs> think
1: Colgate's a toothpaste. I've seen that I've gives seen... me
0: almost plus three hundred odds. Okay. Oh, I thought that was a bonus bet, but apparently it was not. Well, <laughs> we are locked in.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> At least you realize that now and didn't look at your bank account and be like, (laughs) what's that?
0: (laughs) All right. So now we got Charleston plus 5.5, Oral Roberts plus 5.5, and Texas by 13 and a half.
1: Okay. I think we're ready for March Madness. I think we are. And, uh, yeah, next time we record something, we'll be really in the thick of it and, uh, I think by that point, let's see, we should be in, let's see, if say we do it on Sunday, we will be uh, just about into the Sweet 16 at that point. Jeez, it goes quick, huh? It does. It's literally two weeks. It's from tomorrow until uh, the championship is the 3rd of April, Final Four is the 1st. Jeez, yeah. So I like it. Yeah, it's literally four, uh, fifteen days from start tomorrow to final four, and then two more days till the championship. So yeah, that's why it's called March Madness because it literally hits the end of March, and then like the madness consumes it, and we're in April.
0: All right, here's a hot take. Do you think I should lock this in? FanDuel bonus bet. Plus one, one plus total points scored in Maryland versus West Virginia. One plus? One plus points scored. <laughs> I mean, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to take it. You can oh, okay. bet up to $50 on that. So I think really? that is a free $100. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it what? was odds of minus one... Hundred thousand boosted I, I, to plus okay. one hundred.
1: So, <laughs> thank mean, you,
0: Fanduel. Yeah, for that. That, wow, <laughs>
1: that's uh quite. That's I mean, if you want people to use your sports book, that's one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would be crazy. It would be quite the miracle if it was the first game in history to not score a point.
0: Well, West Virginia does have some good defense. It'd be like that. You see that <laughs> yeah. video that caught uh, that high school game? It was where they scored like six points
1: total. I did not see that. And no, it was like
0: a viral video going around. Yeah, it was. And like they scored a,
1: six points.
0: Yeah, yeah, six points total, and Damn. one player had—I want to say—one player had all the points for one team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like that's they were just... like playing, too. Yeah. Like, oh, they I don't was, like They were playing. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> you got to feel so bad about yourself after that game, though. Imagine like... being the coach. You, yeah. you just look like an <laughs> asshole. You, know? you either look like that or you look like the worst coach in the history of like basketball, honestly. <laughs> like Get this guy out of yeah. here. <laughs> He's gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh,
0: all right. Well, I well, think yeah. that wraps up our official episode two after yes. three tries yes hopefully uh Third the times audio works
1: yeah hopefully this fixes our uh technical difficulties and if not uh we're gonna switch it up a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah and so. i think that that'll solve our problems uh, I hope so. Yeah, I do too. Because this is getting annoying at this point. <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually getting frustrated and and slightly. I won't say unmotivated, but I'm just like, you know.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it kills it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It, it really does. For sure.
1: But uh, but yeah. So that's all we got for you tonight. And good luck with your brackets. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you back here next time. All right, man. All right. Adios.
0: Back to fold. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions.
1: Pierce. Final seconds. Pierce puts it up for the win. Knocks it down. Celtics win. He's in. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his fifth. Are you ready?